You're listening to Talk the Talk with Bill Newman and Buzz Eisenberg, WHMP. Before the break, I teased this segment by saying, boy, would I love to have been a fly on the wall when New England Patriots owner Robert Kraft met with coach Bill Belichick, celebrated coach, a historically successful coach of the New England Patriots and decided to part ways. And I'm scratching my head like, how did that happen? And what's the future going to look like for the Pats? And what's the future going to look like for Bill Belichick? And but I don't have to scratch my head because with us is sports journalist, commentator, sports guy for WHMP and television, radio, expert, columnist, journalist, Scott Cohn. Thank you for joining us, Scott. Yeah, thanks for having me. Oh, my goodness. So... If I was a fly on the wall, what do you think I would have heard? I think you would have heard, um, I think you would have, uh, we've all, we've probably all heard something like this before. Have you ever been around a husband and wife who have been together for 25 <laughs> years, 30 years, and they, all of a sudden, they just really can't stand each other anymore? Mm-hmm. And they just said, you know what? I think it's time to call it a day. Mm-hmm. That's what happened. Does, so who got the silverware? Ha! <laughs> I think they both did. I think, you know, they, they actually signed Belichick to a big contract a couple of years ago, and I, they owed him money on that. So he got, what, he got what he wanted, and Robert Kraft ultimately got what he wanted. Again, it's just, all, listen, here's the cliche. All good things come to an end. Everything, everything has a shelf life, and some shelf lives get played out uh, in the public forum, and that's what happened with this one. Before uh, we went on the air during the break, Sarah said, Hmm, I wonder what my dad's uh, uh, p- what passion is going to be now that uh, the New England Patriots aren't as, as what? As Six- unbelievably successful as they were for two decades. Sure. And, you know, things, uh, everything ebbs and flows in sports. You know, I remember growing up, um, I was, when, when I was a child, um, the Yankees were still um, a big dynasty. You know, Mickey Mantle and Roger Maris and uh, Elston Howard, all, all Whitey Ford, all of those people. And much I, to your chagrin or much to your delight? Oh, I, I, to my delight. To your I delight. mean, you know, I grew up right outside New York City and was a, you know, big Yankee fan. Mickey Mantle was my first boyhood hero. And then 1964 came along and they were in the World Series. And then all of a sudden they're called the Horace Clark years. Uh, they basically, you know, Mantle got old and they fell off the map. And so from about 1965 to 1976, they were just bit players. And then all of a sudden, they, you know, they rose up again. So everything comes and goes. And there's a new coach, new sheriff in town, so to speak, a young guy uh, who seems extremely likable and extremely competent. And we'll just have to see what happens. Well, uh, as I might say for my server at lunch, hold the mayo for now. Hold the mayo. <laughs> right. But let's talk Belichick. Um, talk about, look, you've covered a lot of coaches, right? Yeah, I, listen, I, I, wrote, I wrote them down. Since I uh, came, uh, I went to college in Boston, but left and then came back in 1987. Um, Raymond Berry, Ron Earhart, Rod Rust, Dick McPherson, Bill Parcells, and Bill Belichick. Wow. I've covered, I've been a part of covering every single one of them. And so the answer from, to that question is yes. Yes. And uh, a number of them went to the Super Bowl for a blink. Mm-hmm. Two of them, I think. Um, and, and some of them were, uh, were downright awful. Two in 
two and fourteen. They call them the Rod the Rod Rust years and the Dick McPherson years. I mean, just absolutely dreadful. Um, but oh, did you mention Pete Carroll? Oh, Pete Carroll! How could I forget Pete Carroll? Yeah, Pete Carroll. When I actually, it's funny when I was uh, anchoring sports in Boston for through the nineties, he was the coach. He got really mad at me one time. Um, (laughs) No wonder you forgot him. Yeah, probably so. I remember. uh, I didn't really have much use for him. I thought he was kind of like the uh, uh, the ultimate empty suit. And so uh, I remember sitting on the anchor desk in Boston and uh, Jack Hines you know, legendary news anchor, you know, he said to me, so, you know, what do you make of Pete Carroll? And I just looked at, I looked at, uh, at him and I said, Pete Carroll is a very handsome man. <laughs> and that was kind of the long and the short of it, but he You'll became, never get a Pete Carroll interview again. Right. But he, he went on to become one of the great coaches in the league. He did in Seattle, but let's go back to new England. let here's what every fan wants to know. Under Belichick, as a coach, we thought he was a genius beyond genius. Yep. But something happened with his, apparently, I read, with his choice of restocking talent. Mm-hmm. That once he took over both, you know, famously Bill Parcell said, if you're going to ask me to cook the dinner, then let me buy the groceries. Buy the groceries, yeah. So Bill Belichick was buying the groceries, and I don't think he fared as well. He did not. He was not a very good uh, player evaluator. So and let me just, I, I just got to probe your mind because you are a sports guy extraordinaire. How can you coach people and all the vision, visionary stuff and all the insights and nuance that's involved, but not be able to recognize talent that's coming out of college or coming out of free agency? How, what's the difference in those talent pools? Well, I mean, I think it's like, I think it's like anything else. You know, there are people who um, say in, in the business that, that we do, okay, um, I would have no interest in hosting uh, talk of the town, and and I don't think and, and nor would I do that because that's not my area of expertise. I know I know who I am and what I'm good at, and I would not put myself in that position. And it's the same thing with probably you. Uh, you know, if you were asked to uh, to be an expert sports commentator, you wouldn't do that because that's not your area of expertise. You know, sports these days is, uh, and for the longest time, is so specialized, and there are people who are good at one thing and not good at the other, and really to be to be tremendously successful in anything, I think you have to recognize who you are, what you're good at, and more importantly, what you're not good at. So you think that the Parcells and Belichick, who uh, leverage their incredible skills on the field um, in order to have complete control over an organization. You think they're making a mistake in terms of their own self-interest, not to mention the interest of the organization for which they work? I think so. I mean, you know, you, re- you listen, uh, Bill Belichick is a human being. Uh, he's just like he's just like you, and he's just like me. And I, um, a friend of mine taught me this, and I, I use the term all the time. Human beings only have so much mental bandwidth there's only there's only so much we can process and to be if we're if we're working 20 hours sometimes 24 hours a day as a head coach sleeping there work until three o'clock in the morning getting a couple hours sleep and you're up at six o'clock and you're doing it all over again how can you have the acuity to pay attention to what's going on um outside your you just can't i i love i don't know whether it's urban myth or not but uh, 
Albert Einstein is said to have been asked, how does it feel to be a genius when you compare yourself to the rest of us? And he said, well, I think that our uh, brain, we use about 10% of our brain if we're geniuses. We use about 8% if we're idiots. So he said, <laughs> I don't know how to get to 11%. Right. And I think there's, I think, you know, that there's, there's a lot to be said for that. You know, he's, you can't, you can't do everything. And when you try to do everything, you end up failing at something. What's in the future for Bill Belichick? Should he, how old is he? He's like 75? 70, early 70s. Early 70s. Uh, my wife always asks this question. She's not a sports fan, but of the Tom Brady's, and in this case, Bill Belichick, she asked me, why would somebody who's achieved that level of success want to put it out there again? He's rumored to have been interviewed twice by the owner of the Atlanta Falcons, which may or may not be a good fit for him. Should he retire, Scott Cohn? You know what he is? Bill Belichick is a football coach. That's what he is. And until he's ready to not be, only he can make that decision. Uh, I don't, I mean, you know, there's a difference between uh, the player and the coach because the player's body breaks down and there's only so much you can do. Uh, a coach can coach until he drops dead. Until his mind breaks down. Until his mind breaks down. So, no, he, I, I think uh, he has enough uh, uh, competitive nature that I think he wants to go and try and do it all over again. I mean, why wouldn't he? There you go. Let's get Patriots-centric again. Okay. I asked you to hold the mail. Yes. Let's talk Gerard Mayo, the, the successor, who now has the staff, his assistant coaching staff, um, and he's got a lot of decisions to make. He is the new Patriots head coach. He's African-American. A lot of us applaud that. Yep. Uh, the Art Rooney rule. Yep. Um, which requires that if you're going to hire a new head coach, you must interview people of minorities. Right. Mm -hmm. So what do you think of Mayo? What do you think of his prospects? What do you think of the Patriots future? Um, I think it there to me, it's it feels like it's up and to the right. Um, he seems like a, he seems like a solid citizen. Um, he played there. He learned under the best. I mean, he was, you know, Belichick, Belichick drafted him. Belichick taught him to be a great football player. Belichick taught him how to be a coach, and now he's earned uh, the head coaching job. He, he said nothing in his uh, press conference that was uh, no red flags whatsoever. I think, I think he's a solid guy. And uh, what about the talent acquisition portion of the organization? They got like, a long way to go. They have a long way to go. Um, I remember the Scott Pioli days. It was said that he was – he made Belichick's. He did. He set the table. A, no question about it. You know, I was I was watching. <clears throat> this has obviously been a big story for the for the past month, and we've seen a lot of old highlights. Uh, you know, of Patriots' success in the past, and I mean, you know, listen, they had Tom Brady as their quarterback. They had Rand, They had Randy Moss, Danny Amendola, Wes Welker. Um, you know, one one superstar receiver after the other. And they obviously don't have that now. I don't care what anybody says about Mac Jones and whatever shortcomings you think he has. He, how could, how could Mac Jones cook the dinner when he didn't have the proper groceries? Right. It's right. Real, it really does come down to that. So uh, it is said that they have a, a you know, uh, really substantial defense. Uh, that can, yes. That can keep them in games. Yep. 
but they need to have an offense. Here's the bottom. Here you want to, you know what the bottom line Absolutely. is? Absolutely. The bottom line is is that um, Robert Kraft was very unhappy uh, over the last uh, couple of three couple three seasons. Extremely unhappy. And that, you know, when we started out the conversation, I talked about the marriage breaking up. They were just, that was a toxic situation, no matter what anybody else wants to say about it. Robert Kraft now has his guy, his hand-picked successor, and he is going to do everything within his power financially to make sure that that kid is successful. And he'll just stick it right to Bill Belichick. That's what he's going to do. Well, I have a suggestion for Robert Kraft. Scott Cohn is available to be your general manager. <laughs> yeah, not me. Not me, man. I'm, on, I'm putting on the 13th green on the back nine. I, have no, I got no interest in that. Well, we're so glad that you joined us. Scott, thank you so much. Yeah, you bet, Buzz. Thanks a lot. Really a lot of fun. We're going to be right back. We're going to talk to Sarah Robertson, local journalist. This.